You're listening to episode five of Not Your Normal Hockey Podcast. Today's show features an interview with Patrick Eliash, longtime New Jersey Devil, two-time Stanley Cup champion and assistant coach of Team Czech Republic at the World Junior Championship for the second year in a row. Let's get started. This is Not Your Normal Hockey Podcast with your host, Julie Robenheimer. I was in Helsinki last month for the U24 Nations Cup, featuring teams from Sweden, Finland, Russia, and Czech Republic. It's one of three round-robin tournaments their top-tier teams participate in to evaluate their players for the World Junior Championship in December. Most of you know about the World Junior Summer Showcase in early August. There's another one for just the European teams in late August, and then this one in November. I also want to point out that there are other events like this featuring other teams, Switzerland, Slovakia, Germany, etc., throughout the year as well. So at this year's event in Helsinki, I had the opportunity to chat with Patrick Eliash, who was just dipping his toe into the coaching waters last year, but seems ready to dive right into those waters at this point. In this interview, you'll learn how he got into coaching, what he learned from last year's World Junior Championship, what he's doing with the New Jersey Devils, how being a student of the game as a player is helping him be a better coach, the state of hockey in Czech Republic, what hosting the World Junior Championship will mean to the National Federation, and of course, What's next for him? I won't keep you waiting any longer. Please welcome to the show, Patrick Eliash. So Patrick, the last time we talked, it was after last year's World Junior Championship. And I feel like you learned way more about what it takes to be a coach in that experience. And it was all things that you weren't necessarily expecting. So what can you tell us about that experience and maybe why it fed your desire to continue to pursue this and learn more about coaching? Well, I kind of, I think I knew what it takes. Um, You see the coaches always locked up in their rooms, in the back rooms. Sometimes you're wondering what's going on there. How come uh, it's taking so long to get ready for the meetings, for the games, etc. But uh, um, when I was done, I obviously knew that uh, kind of looking more into uh, how much work they put in uh, that the, the it's it's not easy obviously they they're, they're the first guys in uh, in the morning and the last guys out of the locker room and uh, um, and they put a lot of hours uh, preparation um, not just for the game but uh, uh, a lot goes into it uh, it's uh, you have to figure out how to talk to the guys uh, you have to figure out uh, what are you gonna talk about uh, are you getting ready uh, for the game, uh, are you just analyzing the game you just played, and uh, uh, are you having individual meetings, team meetings, etc.? Who's playing next? Uh, so uh, there is a lot of decisions to be made, and uh, um, so it takes a long time. And uh, you know, for example, uh, uh, and it doesn't difference from the work that I do here with the national team, junior national team, or uh, when I go back to Jersey, because I still obviously that's the one thing that kind of add up to my uh, workload maybe. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to, uh, to Jersey a lot at the end of the last season and uh, uh, we made an agreement that I'll be coming back uh, this year uh, four or five times throughout the season um, for a 12 to 14 days uh, period and, uh, and it's great. Uh, it's another opportunity for me to learn, uh, to see how um, individual coaches work, uh, assistant coaches, their workload, um, 
and uh, whatever happens from it, uh, it's obviously you you don't get that experience anywhere else than just being in it. And uh, hopefully, I can use it in the future. So let's take people back to how you became part of this national team. And yeah. I know it's a a fun connection for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't expect you to be back in hockey that quickly, to be honest. Um, and. Uh, a uh, year later, obviously, uh, or a year and a half after I retired, uh, Václav Barada, who is a coach in uh, Czech League and uh, one of the top teams, uh, if not the best team in, uh, in Czech League, and uh, um, he's been considered uh, one of the best coaches uh, that we have, and I can vouch for that. And again, if, if he's not the best coach, then I don't know who is in the Czech League. and. Uh, um, and the connection is we play together on the same line since we were 15 years old uh, for the national team so uh, and uh, we always always rooming together uh, when we were 17 or 16 we went to Canada first time for a, for a tournament that we always went to as a national team so uh, and we stayed in a in a, with the families and uh, same thing we were we were together in, a, in one of the Canadian uh, Canadian family um, so we were we are good friends and uh, um, both of our paths kind of took the uh, National Hockey League away and uh, took a little bit longer for both of us. It wasn't just handed to us right away and um, his was maybe a little, obviously a little shorter than mine but he kept playing in Europe afterwards and uh, became a playing coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of his uh, career and then uh, you know jump into being a coach right away and uh, um, people realize that uh, with with his work ethic as he was as a player and he's got the same uh, drive as a coach and um, you know and what I like about him is fair he's uh, very similar to John Hines actually and to some of the coaches uh, that I had in, uh, in uh, throughout the, you know throughout my career in uh, in Jersey but uh, if I compare him to, 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 to one of the last ones, he, they're very similar, they're very demanding, but very fair. And I think that a lot of the players uh, really like to play for them. And uh, so that's the connection. And it was kind of a, not easy, but it made it a lot easier for me to say yes. And uh, it, I gotta be, you know, I, I'm very thankful for that because if it wasn't for that, I, I don't think I would be in the coaching right now. Well, I feel like he also kind of slow played you. You know, he was just like, yeah. hey, why don't you just like come and, Come, yeah. come for this one tournament and just hang out with the guys and then it just evolved from there. I actually was first time with the U16 or U17, yeah, U16 actually, just went for a couple of their uh, camps and uh, just to be around, just to talk to the kids and all that and uh, that had nothing to do with him and then all of a sudden a year later he comes in and says, listen, I'm, I'm going to be working with the national team under 20 and uh, is there a chance that you would want to work with me and help out? and um we were talking i said i'll take a little bit of a time then uh, he did a um i think the most important thing uh, he took his wife and they came came to <laughs> came to our house for a visit with his wife and we were just chatting uh, our families and uh, that kind of made a decision and uh, um that uh, it's the right time maybe and especially the right person to, to to be working with and to actually learn under you know we, we were buddies we were friends but that doesn't mean that I, I cannot learn from him because he's been in the coaching for a longer time, obviously, and and I, I really do think he's one of the better coaches. Now, talk to me a little bit about the experience that you had at the end of last season in New mm-hmm. Jersey, because after World Championships, uh, World Juniors last year, 
you're like, I need to take, it's a lot to be a coach. There's a lot involved, like you said, first one in, last one out. And it's a lot of time and and you retired and wanted to spend time with your family. You've got two young girls and your wife and wanted to enjoy being retired and and do those things. And um, so I was very interested when you did come to Jersey because it was kind of a sign that you wanted to learn more about what it takes and wanted to be able to learn from different people. So what was that experience like for you in terms of applying what you learned um, here at World Juniors last year and taking Mm. that into a different role with the New Jersey Devils? Well, it is a different in a way because you're working with, again, older players already. Uh, You know, some of the guys are still 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, so they're still young. They're kind of in this uh, uh, age uh, group, but uh, some guys are obviously, you know, older and they're more experienced and you get to work with them on a lot different aspects of game and uh, individual things and, so for me to come and uh, for the coaching staff and a general manager or uh, you know to give me the opportunity and have me there and just kind of go on the ice go into the meetings being with the guys in a practice and travel with them that, that was just unbelievable and you um you get to you get to learn a lot more uh different aspects of the game um and it kind of continued into into this year. This year was a little bit different because it was towards the last year of the last uh, two weeks of the season, and obviously the Devils knew kind of they weren't gonna make a playoff. So it kind of it's a different environment. Then all of a sudden I was there in Jersey for a rookie camp. So you, you have the excitement before the new season, the new kids coming in. So you get to work with them. Then you have the camp. So you get a new sign signing guys that you just signed, and um, and the team is coming in, and you you seeing the the uh, the life of kind of a kids coming in with the veterans and mixing it together and trying to figure out who's gonna be on the team, who's not gonna be on the team. The training, the way it's trained, uh, obviously different uh, um, during a rookie camp, then during a big camp, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, and you get two months in, and I've, I was there for. Uh, I just got back a week ago, uh, and obviously the Devils haven't had a. A great start as they would like to so you see all of a sudden the dynamic of uh, mm-hmm. how the team feels how the coaches feel how they're coaching during that time and how the players respond and not respond and the g the, 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 even the the management how they're uh, you know what's going on there so you get to you get to listen observe and kind of soak in all the everything and uh, that's just uh inner in it in, what is what's the word Irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Correct. That's the toughest <laughs> word for me to say in English. <laughs> yeah, because uh, th- those experiences, you know, you can go to seminars and all that, but if you don't experience that, if you're not there, you don't know how they're feeling, how they're responding, how they're acting. Um, this is the best way for me to learn, and and I'm I'm glad that the uh, again the coaching staff and the, the management is allowing me to do so. Every time I come in there, it's it's just like I've been there pretty much the whole time. Yeah, we saw a lot of um, video and photos of you um, with Nikita Gusev and Connor yeah. Carrick and and kind of showing them different things. My yeah. question to you though is: Were you that kind of player? Like, were you a student of the game? Were you always in the video room? Were you always trying to? break things down and, and see how you could be better in certain areas to that extent? I think you have to grow into it, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, and the biggest thing is we didn't have those opportunities. 
back then, at least not first, I don't know, maybe uh, eight, ten years of my career. We didn't have the opportunity to, to watch your ships right away, to uh, see stats or all kinds of stats, maybe too much stats going on <laughs> now. But, uh, um, but the last ten years of my career, the second half of my career for sure, uh, I think I was one of the first ones that I actually like, really like watching my shifts after every game. Uh, if it was home or on the road, always hop on a plane, and that's what I was doing. That was the first thing to what I was doing, um, and it helped me. Helped me in a way when I felt uh, good about my game. It made me realize maybe it wasn't that good, <laughs> and when I felt bad about my game, it kind of made me realize that maybe it wasn't such a bad game. So it kind of kind of kept me balanced, maybe a little bit more. And um, uh, and of course, yeah, uh, some situation where you. Uh, you always have it in your mind, uh, especially uh, fresh after the games or the next day, so you can kind of replay what I thought, what I what I saw maybe in those situations, and then go to the video. And obviously, it's different to watch. You know? mm -hmm. yeah, everything seems easier, and but then you see that you might have maybe extra time, or you could hold on to the puck, or you should make a quicker play, and and uh, it's like a football player or any any kind of a I mean anything. If you can, if you're able to watch yourself and then it's going to make you a better player and uh, I'm pretty sure that helped my game but um, some guys like to do it, some guys just kind of trust their game instincts and everything and maybe for some people it kind of messes up their game you know in a way you got to be comfortable with uh, watching yourself and seeing the mistakes and um, some guys kind of shut down so again it's like for, for coach it's uh, he has to know who, who responds to what so that's uh, that's kind of a tougher way, but it was a uh, again this past two weeks, I really enjoyed it because I got to uh, know better a couple of new guys that are on the teams with with the Devils and and keep talking to some of the guys that've been there for a couple of years and uh, and uh, then you always point out this, you say come on you guys have such a great opportunity to watch one of the best guys on a team here and in a league that, that is a two-way player for for some like for offensive uh, for forwards you look at Travis Ajax he might not be maybe the biggest offensive threat but he does everything well mm -hmm. and this is what you want from the coach like if you watch his defensive positioning and and the little little things that matter in the game you, you have the best player in the league to watch so they you kind of talk to them in even just kind of a familiar way like uh, I used to be one of them and mm -hmm. I think I can't, they kind of appreciate that I hope. Do you like that aspect of coaching? Because there's a lot of, yeah. of like planning and strategy but then there's yeah. also like the teaching aspect of it. Do, do you enjoy that part of it? I do. Uh, I do. I, I like the details of the game. I think I sometimes you cannot expect this everything or the same things from the from the players uh, or from the guys the way I see the game obviously because and I remember Brian Rosson said you got to be very careful because you were one of the players that kind of really understood the game and kind of saw the game different way than most of the guys and that's what made you kind of play that long and do pretty well but you got to be very careful not to expect it from everyone because kids and players don't don't have that usually so you just got to be you know figure out a way how to talk to them and and maybe not have such a high expectations but uh, <laughs> but it's and, and he's he's right he's you know because then you kind of tell the guys and you kind of see they do drill and they keep doing the same mistake like oh come on like you know so why why cannot grasp that maybe but uh, that's the way it is some people have different aspects of the game different uh, but i like it i, li I like telling them keep repeating them and uh but i also, I also like this kind of a 
the systems and uh, strategy and uh, you know looking into who you're playing against and what can you do better it's the same thing here like we're preparing for a game for tonight against Sweden and even power play you obviously look up what they play and tendencies and then you kind of get ready and you look up so I like that yeah let's talk a little bit about that and we'll say the difference between the junior team because last year you made me laugh hysterically talking about the these kids mm -hmm. and kind of how different it was and one of the things that you said towards the end of your career that you liked having like the young guys around because it made you feel young yeah. being around this crew does it make you feel young or does it just make you feel really old no I or think, both <laughs> I, I actually think that i i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i, I usually make people young <laughs> feel young because I, I'm, a, I'm a kid i like to I like to play, uh, you know, any even practice everything, all the drills like that. I like to be involved. I, I, I do want to be serious. Sometimes you have to be serious, but at the same time, I, I like to be uh, have fun and enjoy it and have a good energy out there. And it's the same thing, warm ups, same thing. I go play with them for a little bit soccer, just kind of mingling with them. It's same thing was with the Devils. Uh, you go back in a in a trainer's room and you just kind of sit there, chat, and just kind of having a talk like you kind of with them all the time so um, but I do I, I, I like it um, and I like to be around young, younger younger people obviously you know you they have a lot of energy and transfers so let's talk about this Czech team um, yeah as the host country for this year's tournament are there any expectations that are maybe different for you guys um I you have to look look at the team the way it's built and uh, the players that we have and you have to be honest that we don't have maybe as talented team as we had last year uh we had a couple guys that were playing um in uh ahl uh, for the farm teams already and uh, those guys were the second year here and they were expected to have a great tournament and uh, um and maybe they didn't maybe they didn't reach their potentials uh you know to, they didn't play up to their uh, uh, level of accept expectations maybe or not maybe but that's the way it was but uh, different guys step up and that's a fun to watch uh, in these kids and uh, this team I think is gonna be more of a um, it has to be a team effort no question about it here and that's the feeling that we trying to um, tell these guys pretty much from the beginning of June when we when we got together first time and we are looking at a lot of different players uh, and it's uh, they all have opportunities. Uh, last year there were a few players that kind of you know you knew if there's an opportunity we're gonna take them. Uh, this year, not a one player. I don't think any players have a really set uh, spot in this uh, in this on this roster. And uh, um, so it's a, it's a, it's a fun for them because uh, every player has a chance to to make it. And it's gonna be it's gonna be. And they, they, you talk to them, everybody, every one of them will say you know, we're looking forward to it and we want to make it. We want to do our best because it's at home. And it'll be fun to play in front of our families and uh, in front of the the people here in Czech. So they're looking forward to it. And is there going to be pressure? Probably, but uh, we have to kind of figure it out how to calm them down and uh, uh, make sure that uh, um, they just perform to, to their best uh, abilities. That's it. Before we talk about the players, I don't want to forget to ask you about what this means for the Federation yeah. um, in terms of financially, but also just having the opportunity for young kids mm -hmm. in the Czech Republic be able to come to these games, watch these games, this level of competition in person, and potentially see you know this new wave in another 
you know, 10, mm. 15 years of Czech players who watched these games? Well, I have to tell you, like, I've been, obviously, since I've been in Europe, this is my third year, fourth year, and I, I've been, I realized a lot more that looking into uh, other countries like Finland, Sweden, and um, Norway, Denmark, this, uh, Russia, uh, the Czech Republic is one of the countries that people love hockey, and they come watch. If it's a men's hockey or junior hockey, they really come watch. And uh, uh, you look at the tournaments uh, throughout the year that uh, all the federations have. Um, if it's in uh, um, in some of, in some of the countries that I mentioned, sometimes you don't even have sellouts. You know, sometimes you don't have people in the building, and it's I don't understand why. And it's the same thing for the men's team too, and not just for the junior hockey. And um, and in Czech, I have to, I have to be honest, and the people just uh, love love uh, coming to watch the games and uh, come support and uh, uh, seems like uh, the tickets are selling unbelievably even for the world championships already now for the juniors and and that's great so the, the it's gonna be aired obviously on TV and I think that the hockey is getting more buzz again because it, it's, it's a top two sport in our country with uh, soccer slash football <laughs> and uh, um, so People, people like it. People like watching it. People like following it. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a little difficult time with the with the Christmas, I think. But it's gonna be a nice break to to break it up for the families to maybe go watch games and support the kids and um, especially the the hockey families. Uh, it'll be great for them because uh, this opportunity doesn't come a long, long way, and uh, we're happy to have it. Uh, in Czech Republic. So let's talk about some of the players that could potentially be in the mix. Is there somebody that we should be paying? special attention to? Um, obviously our goaltender is uh, returning that we had last year that played for us. Uh, he actually plays here in Finland uh, um, league and uh, uh, so this is going to be our go-to guy in the net problem you know, most likely and uh, he's, uh, he's done a tremendous job for us last year so hopefully he can keep it up and uh, um, I think that the forwards might be probably better than, uh, than the defensemen but uh, um, up front, if we have any, uh, we have few guys that are actually actually playing. Uh, we have only one guy that plays in uh, in the farm team, and that's Lauko for Boston. And uh, to make that team, you know, not not just NHL, but even the farm team, that says a lot because that organization is doing an unbelievable job, and they don't hand it out to anyone. So you have to really work for it. And he's learning. You know, he's having a little bit of a rougher time, but that's okay. Uh, it's good for us because he's learning to, to how to play the, the right way. And uh, um, but we have a couple of guys, maybe in juniors, that are having a pretty good season, surprising season. Um, and we're looking forward to you know how they're gonna come out uh, ready in December. But uh, I wouldn't pinpoint anyone honestly. Okay, so let's talk about you. We'll wrap this up. And um, I'm curious just about what all of this means for what's next. I, I know you said yeah. you've got this and then you've got a couple other dates left uh, with the Devils mm -hmm. um, to finish out the, the year. Mm -hmm. But is this kind of the path that your post-career career is going to take? Right now, I would like to, yeah. Um, but it's not up to me, really, honestly. You know, I'm ready, I think, and uh, to, to, to jump into it uh, even more than uh, um, what I'm being used right now or what I, uh, the job that I've been doing now. I enjoyed it, and I'm enjoying it. I really do. I like it uh, to work with the national team. And uh, if the opportunity comes with the Devils, maybe for a future, um, I would be open to it. But uh, those decisions are 
to be made and obviously there's a lot uh, who can well, there's a lot of people that who can make that decision hopefully the team will be the same uh, coaching staff will be the same and uh, management up there uh, towards the end of the season and uh, we'll see where it come you know where we at uh, at the end of the regular season and but uh, um, right now I'm looking like I want to move forward and that would be my next step so we'll see if the opportunity comes it might it might come or it might not so we'll see all right sounds great thank you so much for your time my pleasure when Patrick retired, he was excited about the opportunity to spend more time with his young family. He's got two little girls just starting elementary school and doing all the things he wasn't able to do while he was a player, like skiing. But it wasn't long before he needed some kind of competition in his life and seems to have found that in coaching. He loves working one-on-one -on -one with players and he loves helping them dissect their game and find small areas of improvement that can make a big impact. This interview was recorded before the coaching change in New Jersey and at the time, many fans asked me when Eliash would be behind the bench in Newark. Based on this interview, you know he's interested, but is well aware that he still has a lot to learn about coaching. He's very excited about the opportunity to continue learning from their coaching staff and working with the players for short periods throughout the year. It's set up that way because his family moved back to Czech Republic when he retired so that their girls could spend more time with their grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins while the opportunity was there and because Patrick still wants to take advantage of living the retired life before he starts his second act. That does it for this episode of Not Your Normal Hockey Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please give it a rating and review and share it with your friends so more people can tune in and enjoy it as well. If you love the show and all the content I provide across all platforms, please consider becoming a patron. You can visit my website, julierobenheimer.com, for more information about that. And if you have questions or comments or just want to say hi, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay humble and be awesome. Until next time. This is the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed the show and can't wait for the next one, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show to help more listeners find it. And go to julierobenheimer.com for more.